Welcome to Dread, Fright, and Brew, where your favorite horror movies are paired with craft brews and ciders from the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Your hosts this evening are Aaron Hatfield, Grace Schrick, and Lita Spain. Fear goes better with beer. So anyways, Lee, how was it watching um, Black Christmas on that disc? <laughs> is, that, is that super good? It was or? only uh, slightly more terrible than... <laughs> just watching it in general. Than just watching it normally. Watching yeah, it, it normal. <laughs> That's why I was like, no, no way in hell is Lee getting uh, out of watching this train wreck. Yeah, no. If oh we all God. three went and saw in the theater, you have to at least find well, you have to find a way. And oh. it reminded me of when um, I couldn't get uh, Stir of Echoes, and so I had to watch it on the YouTubes of some guy filming his TV that yes. he then recorded it at one and a half times speed. Oh, uh, which yeah. is how I watched Stir of Echoes for that, or at least a rewatch. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I almost uh, almost wished I had been able to watch it some other way because mm-hmm. I paid good hard cash. Uh, yeah, and... I was going to say, I didn't have to pay for it. Good yeah. hard cash to watch this good on you. travesty of a film. Yeah. It was absolutely horrible. I think yeah. I even paid like $9 for a popcorn that day, too. Oh. Yeah, that probably. It's the only plus thing that came out of that day. No, I never like when I cave and pay $9 for popcorn. Oh, oh yeah, because you because... were putting uh, peanut M&Ms in it. Yeah. So you did. Well, that's what you do when you have popcorn. Yeah. Yep, I remember that. Yeah. That makes Ginger. popcorn any more slightly less annoying then? Is that what it does to it? No, I love popcorn. Oh, I can't stand But popcorn. if you're going to eat movie popcorn, which is kind of garbage popcorn, popcorn anyway, mm. peanut M&M's, <clears throat> you sprinkle them in there so you get a little, like, salty sweet. <coughs> hmm. yep. It sounds great. It does it's sound delicious. great. Oh, I tried some. It you was quite good. Some. Yeah, it was You were on my good. team because Juan was judging me. So I am Okay, on the team. so does the popcorn, though... Like you, you can't, you don't just put a handful in. You got to mix it around, right? No, 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 no. You sprinkle it in. You sprinkle sh- in. a little shake, shake, uh-huh. yeah. and that's it. But then, does like... the, but does then the popcorn, through all of its various areas and caverns and things, hold these peanut yeah, M and M's properly, or does it all fall to the bottom? Oh no, oh, no it stays. No, up. no. Also, yeah. I'm a professional, so <laughs> I know right. how many M and M's you can put in there before they're all oh, just sink to the yeah. bottom. Yeah, and she. It's an art form. Reapplies. Yeah. So yeah. she would put some and then eat that I've been layer doing this and a then really reapply and eat that layer. So, yeah. Like, that's my, like, ultimate fat kid thing that I do. It was good, though. Mm-hmm. That sweet and that yeah, salt. Because there's nothing more annoying than, like, you know, you reach into a hand of, of, of trail mix and mm. all you get is fucking almonds. Yeah. It's like, I, love I almonds. wanted almonds. Almonds are really good. But you but... don't get any. Yeah, it's because the almonds don't fall down because they're so big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but you want. You want the M&M. You, mm. want, you, you even want the goddamn raisin. I do like no. raisins. Yeah. No. Raisins. But you don't want just fucking almonds. I don't necessarily love trail mix raisins, though. It bothers me when raisins get salty. I and they get I salty like from the peanuts. Yeah. But that's sweet and salty, like uh, your no. Huh. no, but it's different. I have it's salty different. raisins. Oh, I don't geez. want to talk about your salty <laughs> oh, raisins. <laughs> I would right, rather just eat raisins. Four minutes, raisins. one second. <laughs> I was going to say, he really didn't yeah. make it very far in before that happened. No. Jeez. Uh, yeah. It's funny, I'm sure I'll have edited something out by this point. I'm going to be like, it's not four minutes, one second. It's like two minutes, 50 seconds. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I can't wait till I do something dumb. Like, like, oh, we're reviewing Black Christmas. And I'm like, all Christmas matters. 
And you're like, oh, God damn it, Lee. You just said so it. So I don't know if that's... Okay, edit it at 420. <laughs> 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 all Christmas. Okay, first off, all Christmases used to matter. Yeah. This Christmas. Absolutely this did not. Particular this one. 2019 Black Christmas PG-13 film does not matter. I it feel like matter. I need to apologize to the new pet cemetery because I was very harsh about how that's the worst <laughs> yes, see, you guys the were. worst remake yeah. that has ever been made and in fairness it was terrible but it was not this but, not oh this my bad. god no. Black yeah. Christmas just is all hold my beer yeah because yeah. fuck this yep Oh, jeez. One of the worst goddamn movies I've ever seen in my life. That's what I told everybody, because at work everyone's like, oh, how was it? You know, because they know I'm a big horror junkie and horror fan, so we always talk about horror movies whenever they come out. Have you seen The Black Christmas? And I go, yeah. How was it? And I said, it was not only by far one of the most terrible, you know, remakes of a horror film I've ever it's seen. It's a terrible movie. But it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I did laugh really hard, though. I haven't cried from laughing at a horror movie in a while. What, what part was yeah. just I think just to the point where it was so bad yeah it wasn't because it was actually funny I was like mocking it and just once it got like it. all occultic yeah when it got all demony and, and like weird, I was just like oh my god yeah, like secret society wise, and everyone like you know standing in robes. So that that point, uh, it was pretty fucking way funny. Way to ruin the movie! You're, you're, I didn't oh, we're gonna ruin the shit out of this movie. Yeah. We are gonna spoil the fuck it. out of this just so this nobody movie. will ever go see it. That's right. This <laughs> once, movie was ruined by uh, shit, Sophie to call like, and April Wolf. You know, <laughs> long before I came along. Hey, but what was that one actress that had that really cool name? Im- Poots. Imogen Poots. Imogen Poot. Imogen Poots. Yeah. Imogen Poot. I always thought Imogen okay. was a real neat name. It is. And Imogen Poots is really neat herself. She was A, not too bad in this in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, B, she's really good in Green Room, which was one of my favorite films of the last decade, which everybody's making their lists. Uh, and she was also quite good in 28 Weeks Later. So I was wondering how it was that she came to this film not being so terrible, and then I found out why. Oh, she signed on to make this <laughs> film before she read the script. Oh, oh no. no! And that's how the one decent performance in this entire film came to be. Well, I was going to say it's probably because scripts look good on paper until somebody starts. I don't directing even think this it. script could look good on paper. Yeah, I highly doubt it. Well, I mean, it makes you wonder because, like, why? I mean, unless they just like laced it with cocaine and then you read it like an eye, contact eye. Right? You know, I'm not so sure that isn't how this got made. Oh. Uh, I somewhere between that and an acid trip, maybe shrooms. I don't oh, know. Oh my god! Like the the hard flip in the middle to let's yeah. turn this into a cult film. The thing is, is if you very, are uh... if you're a female actress of of some talent, and somebody comes to you with a script and they say we are remaking. Black Christmas, one of the most beloved Christmas horror films of all time, and in my opinion, at least, the best Christmas horror film of all time. Mm -hmm. And they say, we're going to remake this, and we're going to give it, like, you know, a feminist leaning. Do you want to be a part of that? Who's not going to be like, sure. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, I want to be a part of that. That's the problem. But you don't expect this. No. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have expected this i can't even i can't even do I it. think, it's like how do we even start talking i don't know anyone could expect here's, this here's how we start yeah, talking say, about we this we alcohol. gotta get the beers uh, okay. it's like the spice girls That's made a horror I'm movie doing. i'm a little sad we're not oh, drinking geez. A yeah basically what it is and all of them were involved except for scary spice <laughs> yes <laughs> oh that smells so good because there was not one 
genuine fright moment in this entire no. film that was not mishandled no. or misused or just all around shite. bad. Yeah. Piece of shit. All right, let's get into this. Oh, it's interesting. Out of the can, it smells amazing, but in the pint glass, mm-hmm. it smells like ass. Well, ha- have you read what it is yet? Uh, I have purposely not said. Quadruple IPA or some shit like that, probably. Well, it's a double IPA, double IPA. Mm-hmm. so I knew that wasn't going to be up your alley. Not usually up my alley either, but I have not actually even had this beer. Uh, it's 10.2%. Double IPA with Galaxy, Comet, and Polaris hops. Mm. Uh, made I'm with um, Italian Pilsner uh, grain. I know that. I don't hate it. Well, let's see. Let's get into this. It's got a very distinct a solid smell. Double IPA. Really? It kind of feels. It's like... a little more tropical oh, than geez. I usually lean towards. Yeah, but that's, that's good. That's just because I like yeah. really dank. But wow. that's solid. I've liked everything these guys have done that I've had. And I've liked it more than I thought I would. So I took a chance on this one. Reminds me more East Coast IPA. Yeah, well, they're an East Coast company. Yeah. Oh. So that... It is kind of an in-between. Well, there you go. Well, yeah. Not that that has anything to do with that. I just thought that was a good tie-in to yeah, yeah. Well, them I mean, being an East Coast. And I didn't have read the, bo- <laughs> the bottle or the, the can. It just really reminds me of... So this is, uh, this is Nightmare Brewing. Uh, hmm. They hit the scene for me because of their can art. Yeah, this one, this can art is pretty sweet. So every one of their beers, um, and their whole brewery is kind of based on historical tortures. Some very specific of very specific people, like they have a beer called Crucifixion, uh, which I'm sure you could guess. But then also other ones just just random tortures that were done uh, throughout history. So they have a beer called uh, Flayed, one called Columbia Necktie, one called Exposure, just from Death by Exposure. So I mean, they literally... I think that that one there is particularly uh, appropriate and suitable for the remakes that we've been watching lately. We are being tortured by exposure. Yes. That's a very good way to put it. We totally are. And it's all that's coming out is either sequels or remakes. Yeah. With a few golden gems that we've also been blessed to, to be able to go and watch. Yeah, but like like it. The yeah, first it, one. It, it was a good yeah. remake, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. yes, yes. I actually just finally well, caught up and watched the second one recently. <clears throat> I still haven't watched it. Because I did not catch it in theaters like a bad, bad. I did yeah, not. Yeah, but, but no, if uh, any beer is more appropriate than, than th- this so, one. With... Yes, this beer is called, uh, i got to read it because I'll never be able to pronounce it, uh, Mancuerda. Mancuerda. So, two things I love about this. One, Mancuerda is a physical torture. And so I thought, what a better pairing mm-hmm. for having watched okay, so, Black Christmas so what, 2019 than a physical torture. What is a Mancuerda to- torture? Because the, the art here is some dude mm-hmm. or chick. I can't quite... It's a dude. It's a yeah, dude. it's a dude. I even know who dude that is. contorted in a number of different ways through ropes and bloody To me, he looks like... In Hellraiser, when all the chains go into him and is about to rip them apart, it does have that. Yeah, but it also but, has I mean, this slight rope. erotic Japanese rope. So Mancuerda, and I was going to translate it and completely forgot. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure it, it means something. But Mancuerda, as a torture, was you were attached to something immovable. So you would be like lashed to a pole, or maybe belted to a tree, or you know whatever it might be, uh, facing it, facing that stationary object. All right. Your limbs would be pulled back behind you wrapped with rope 
until they are very, very taut and it's very, very uncomfortable. And then through various weight and pulling and twisting of the ropes, they would keep doing this until your limbs were either popped off, popped out, or until the ropes cut down into your skin and, oh. and degloved your limbs or something. Yeah. And uh, it was, you know, like most tortures, probably not, not all that awesome. No. What's the origin? So the origin of, of their decision to use this, and I'll talk a little bit about Nightmare Brewing because uh, they're pretty awesome. But uh, Giovanni uh, Bentevoglio sentenced the astronomer, astrologer, and mathematician Luca Guarico to the torture of Manquerta in the early 1500s. Very impressed. I think you should leave the pronunciations to me, though. Okay, here, go for it. <laughs> Fuck no, not no. even. Oh, no, no, boy, no. it would be so good. <laughs> no, and that's how you pad an episode. Add twenty <laughs> minutes. <laughs> no, not like that. I was completely Man, impressed quit. with your. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Guarico was a prophesizer alongside Nostradamus in Italy at that time, and he had given this uh, Giovanni tyrant, whatever, um, a bad reading about his destiny and his son's destinies. Probably because the guy was a fucking tyrant and it mm -hmm. wasn't going to go well. Yeah. Um, what? Tyrants lie? So the tyrant subjected him to this torture. He actually survived this torture and then was just exiled from the country. And oh, As wow. a twisted... Yeah, probably... Apparently usually when they do this, probably the seizure was condition. repeated yeah. six to eight times on different parts of the body. And Sweet. the subject usually ended up passing out at some point. Yeah, it was, it was done until you either passed out and fainted or died. And whichever wow. one happened first, that stopped the torture. That's In which case, because... man, I'd be faking a, a pass out pretty quick. Right? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. The Japanese turned that into an erotic, uh, you know, practice. <laughs> the binding, <laughs> rope binding. crazy. Uh, well, if anyone was going to. So this guy yeah. and well, then um, uh, Nostradamus and Rasputin. Can you imagine if like the three of them guys got together? Uh, make a hell of a beer. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've had the Rasputin beer, and it was really good. This one's really good. So i got to believe Nostradamus' beer would be good, or he would have already told us not to have it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Way back then. So uh, the brewery was started by um, this guy. Uh, i got to search my notes here. Billy Powell. He was the head brewer for another brewery that I also didn't write down. I did all of this in like an hour. Yeah. So this is our first episode after the holidays, if mm -hmm. everyone hasn't. Oh my god. That. And we're gonna have to talk about that before we get into the movie, I think. Yeah. But I'm still recovering from the other yeah, day. Still don't have full recovery uh of this yet. That wasn't even the holidays, Lee. That was I just, know. That was that that was my holidays because that was just a Friday night. Yeah, because I didn't do the holidays. I was like, no, nah, this year, fuck it, I'm not doing it. I didn't mm -hmm. do them. I got no Thanksgiving, no Christmas, no new New Year's. It was glorious. That's what I've been wanting for decades. Mm-hmm. And then you may just fucking listen to Meatloaf until 6 <laughs> fucking a.m. in the morning. That is true. That is true. In all fairness, we only listened to two Meatloaf songs, so we were only subjected to like an hour and a half yeah, of Meatloaf. Yeah, I was going to say, we had to listen to that whole and all the way through, and that was like listening to 14 Meatloaf songs. Yeah. Oh 11 God. minute and 12 oh, second geez. ballad. Yeah. So that was my holiday, and it was pretty glorious, because I was with amazing people, and we fucking went hard until 6 a.m. Yeah. On this accident. Was, None of us realized what happened. We're supposed to go to Old Chicago. Eh, let's go have a pint and maybe some... some yeah, we'll get a personal Happy pizza. hour pizza, right? And then some dumbass had the idea of, oh, mm. come on over to my place. Mm. You know we'll what just I'm have a chill night and play games. About. Yeah. No. Fucking Tom <laughs> Cruise came over, started fucking flinging cocktails everywhere. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> I yelled at Tom last night. Oh, I was so toxic. That was a pretty was good pretty evening. It was, a, it was an amazing I, I, evening. I've been to Vegas so many times in the last, you know, 15 <laughs> mm-hmm. years or so, and I've never... I don't think you've ever been up till six a.m. Pushed through till six fifteen. <laughs> we, we, yeah. we, we've done like I'm always like it's four o'clock. Yeah, Let's exactly. Get a couple Let's go we're dying. We're yeah. gonna do this again tomorrow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cut oh over six fifteen from that action. No, it was it was, it was pretty glorious. damn great. Thanks, Jody. Thanks, John. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. John was the smart one. He went to bed. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He was, yeah. was like, "Fuck you guys! I'm going to bed. I'm taking the cash." That's my one a.m. time. Went to bed. Yep. Uh, it was drunky McDrunk. Yeah. Yep. So anyways, this Billy mm-hmm. Powell guy, he's a head brewer someplace I haven't had time to look up, and uh, he now just wants to start his own thing to kind of revolt against this whole, like, everybody just makes the same damn recipe IPA over and over and over again. So back in 2018, he's like, someone's got to make just real quality, inventive, unique beers, and I think that should be me. So he went off to do that. He pairs all of his uh, super awesome, just evil, evil, gross labels and really rad beers with a black metal song. So somewhere on here and on the website, it also tells you what black metal song you should listen to while you drink this beer. I think that's pretty cool because anybody that pairs beers with, you know, some form of entertainment has got to be all right, right? Yeah, I would think those those people are a step above. That's what I would think. A, not, a, cut, you know. a, a, a notch cut out of something yeah. more heavenly. <laughs> so he comes up with the ideas for all the artwork, and then he has an artist uh, named Defame, uh, who's a black metal artist, come through and do all these labels, which is a very good choice because that's how I started drinking these beers. Yeah, no, this is great. So, what, so do you have his range of beers? Because... I could get behind this guy as if he did, you know, a porter or a stout or, oh, yeah. or some shit like that. The first one I had from them, and I, I honestly do not remember which one it was. I could probably untap it later and show you or tell you which one it was. But the first one I had from them was an Imperial, I think it was an Imperial chocolate stout or Imperial coffee stout, something like that. And it was, like, amongst the best I've nice. had. Oh. I mean, it blew me away. And so since then, I've played with a couple more of their beers. They're not cheap out here on the West Coast. I think this four pack was twenty three bucks. Holy Jeez. shit! Yeah. So they're they're not cheap out here, but uh, I'll tell you, it's worth it. If you like a beer and you'll go and you'll buy something well, with I mean, cork and wax on it, that's buy pub, this. That's pub prices. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for four pint cans. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. Oh, it's so good. I'm so mm-hmm. amazed. As Juan can attest, I am not a double IPA fan. Neither of us really are, depending yeah. on the beer. Exactly. Is not drinking the red double IPA? If it's, it, it, if it's, right if it, if it's Melvin <laughs> doubles, yeah, apparently that's <laughs> great. Proven to me. Yeah, that's true. Says yeah. so the kid that works for Melvin, though. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> double IPAs are life. That is right. I do dig this your shirt, though, good, by though. the way, Grace. Oh, your Have you not seen this? Halloweeties. Halloweets. 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 Yeah. Michael Myers <laughs> digging into <laughs> a big old fucking sure. bowl of cereal, blood splatter everywhere. Yeah. Marshmallows. Or marshmallow chocolate lanterns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's, that's awesome. sweet. Makes me pretty happy. What does it say? Screams in every bowl, or, or <laughs> something, <laughs> like that. something like that. It's so screams cool. in every box. Yep. <laughs> nice. He's got his knife. Nice. That's what she said. And he's eating with like a fucking serving <laughs> spoon, like a mongoloid wood. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, hey, what are you talking about? I think you might have borrowed your dog bowl. Aaron. I was gonna say. Yeah. I use a 14-inch wide bowl to eat cereal with. Oh God damn! It's the only way you can get enough cereal. Yep, exactly. It's gross. It'd be so soggy. No, nope. it's a very low milk to cereal ratio, and you just remilk it as it needs. That's how I roll. 
That's what I could take that so many directions. Yeah, I know. I was just like, hmm. Look, just remilk it. <laughs> just remilk mm. it. <laughs> Don't ask questions. <laughs> it's broken. Just remilk it. Oh, shit. It's a new Nike commercial. Remilk it. Just remilk it. Hey, so you know what is good about this movie? Uh, it's the first PG-13. It's over and I don't have to <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. It's done. It's out of the theaters. Yeah, no, I was just kidding. That's the terrible thing about this movie. <laughs> Fucking PG thirteen. Yeah. Yes. Who now? Who do? Okay, let's talk about that because that pissed me the fuck Ooh, off. I found the song. One of the greatest things about the yes. first movie, the nineteen seventy four one, mm-hmm. was that in the first I don't know five minutes they dropped the c word. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, holy Christ! In nineteen seventy four, zero fucks. Given. I know. And that is. This was right in the realm of like, what year was Spit on Your Grave and all of that? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Same. Same. Right in that all same. Within, all within like, about two, three years. We we're going to do those. these really gritty horror movies. Just and, yeah. yeah. Fuck so, with you. Exactly. There's no and you, rules. And yet. You, and you got that, and that's the thing. You've got no rules, but and mm-hmm. that's what makes the things that that paved the way for what we're doing now. Yeah. So great, except there's so many goddamn hypersensitivities nowadays. Mm-hmm. That you can't do a good remake. You've got to play to the censors or play to the um, the studios. Yeah. Because everybody's like, oh, well, you know, we don't want to isolate our audience. Well, you're going to make shit if you don't stick to the plan and isolate your audience anyway. Yeah. One thing that I really dislike is the phrase, for today's audience. Mm. So anytime you hear that, like, well, this is going to be geared towards today's audience, or this is going to be, you know, so feminist made bullshit. for today. Well, no, but so the point, I'm, I'm just going to say neutered. The society. point is, is if you're going to make something for today's artists, then make, or I mean, uh, audience, audience, then make it. Don't take something that was for a different audience yeah. exactly. and yeah. fuck it up exactly. for this audience. And I'm not even saying that that means that everything you know today's audience likes is bad because obviously we have some great horror movies coming out right now. Yeah. Yeah. And every single generation of horror that's ever existed has really great films and really terrible films. But when you get into the dance of the remakes, yeah. man. The thing is, is that if I'm a 70s horror fan, I want to go watch 70s horror. I don't want to see you turn a 70s horror into a 2010s horror for me. Right. Because that's obviously not what I like. Yeah. I like 70s horror. So the, the whole making something for today's audience just is... Stupid. Kind of, yeah. Because I, I was actually excited because the original is yeah, done so yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, it was. Like, it's very, like, strangers feeling mm-hmm. where it's... You don't really you don't really see the killer. There's a lot of weird, creepy point of view. And just... Yeah. Like, there's so much shit going on. And it's really, like, it's tastefully done even mm. though it's super gritty and fucked up like they don't show every little thing sure there's a lot left to you to just kind of mm-hmm. there's a lot of mind fuck well i mean at a certain level the entire movie is left up to your mind yeah they don't even ever officially tell you who did it i mean no. everyone has guesses and everyone you know thinks they figured it out and probably most have but they don't tell you that no. it's like the end of the thing yeah, you're you know, just you, like, uh, uh, oh. Yeah. Well, they also had John Saxon, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Very true. Yes. Margot Kidder. And Margot Kidder, so, yes. the other thing about the first one well, hold is... Hold on, is, hold on, hold on. That's all you're going to mention? From the original? Yeah. Well, Margot Kidder mention? and yeah. who? John, John Saxon. Saxon. Olivia Hussey. Or mm. Hussey. Well, that's yes. fair. Yeah, that's true. Romeo and Juliet. I know. 
Nothing. That's when you got to watch boobs in school. Thank you. There we go. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. All Eight. the guys loved watching Eight. Romeo and Juliet. Why are you class. so excited about I, Romeo and Juliet? I didn't she watch was, Romeo and Juliet. She was oh, in school. So I saw like three times when, in when she, school. When she did <laughs> yeah, Romeo and Juliet. It was like that day. Oh, yeah. No. When oh, she, when all, she everybody did wanted to watch Romeo and Juliet, Juliet when it came out because everybody knew. Yeah. It, yep. She was 15 to 17, something around that was age. Okay. And there's an ever so brief scene where she's in bed with, with Romeo and she rolls over. Mm-hmm. Do you get like two, full boob or two, like side boob? Oh, two, no, two and a half, one and a half, two seconds of it's, like it's Juliet boob. niplet. It's yep. just right there. It, and the, <laughs> the gasps from the girls and the woots from the kids, the boys. Yep. Oh. The gasps from the girls. Girls don't uh, give two fucks about boobs. Remember, we were in eighth grade. We were in eighth grade. Though. Oh, there's boobs. That's going to be when 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 Lee kicks the bucket and I, <laughs> and I write his his biography. I'm, right now. I'm going right to call Romeo it Juliet. Two and a Half Seconds of Juliet Niplet. That's going to be your biography's <laughs> name. <laughs> Just oh, saying. it was no, it was glorious. The only time you ever saw eighth grade boys want to go yep. see a exactly. Shakespearean classic. Yeah, they didn't because they at knew my they knew. Well, you missed out. Yeah, I guess so. Well, something tells me we've more than made up for it now. But that was mm-hmm. underage boob that you saw. Yeah, yeah that was so crazy. That also happened then. back in the day. Like, yeah. you know, well, that's there's the boob of your. There weren't really rules yet. It was the boob of your. And it wasn't for you because you were same in age, age group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just goes to tell us that in today's society, the only mm-hmm. way to fix it is to get rid of the rules. I do. Everything works so much better. It's, just, it's true. <laughs> I mean, in it's, a crazy way, it is. It's yeah. It kind of is. If you do everything by the rules, you're going to get the same result every time. Somebody has to bend or break the rules to make anything new. Yeah. I mean, you have to. I think it's funny we're having this conversation in the review of this, like, oh, yeah. Super powerful feminist film. Yeah. And we're like, two and a half seconds of I think all horror movies should at least have one shot of boob. It is a part of the genre. It is. I think you should be required to. I think you can have a horror movie. If you, if now, you hold on. Let's hear them out. We got zero yeah. boob in this one, didn't Yeah, exactly. We? I think if you can't, it should be in the rules. This is PG-13. Classified as a horror movie, you have to show, and even a PG-13, show a side I boob at least. Like a side boob. boob I, I would say every horror film does not need nudity to be a success. I would say every slasher film does. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Because yeah. that's a yeah. hefty part of that particular genre, or yeah. that subgenre of it. Well, I mean, you're not going to have it's just part boobs of with these little possessed children movies and shit like that, you know, where the kids are all weird. You're not going to have that. Yeah, that's where my mom's no, going. Yeah, I don't know if I want every movie to have. With, okay, with, well, those, fair. Well, with those, you have kids getting their heads smashed should. off by a telephone pole. Exactly. Yes. So that's yes. better. Which yeah, is totally way exactly. better. Exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the, the thing with this new film being, you know, a, a feminist... You know, mouthpiece basically is that's how it was written. That was how it was designed. My bad. The thing with that is that the original Black Christmas, I feel, was already a feminist film. A and B well, did a, a way, yes. way better job of showing it. it well, because it wasn't all in your face. Though the killer was a psycho pig. Yeah. He used all sorts of uh, slurs and derogatory things to say to the women. Yeah, yeah. the whole fucking with them over the phone. And, Where did that go? There well, was one like half-assed. Yeah. But the thing was is that none of them shied away from it. 
None of them got their feelings hurt by it. None of them were like, oh my God, this male person's trying to domineer me over the phone by saying these things. Margot Kidder, cigarette in hand, would grab the yeah. phone and give it fucking back to him. Yeah. Exactly. Like harder than she he was like, giving it to her. Pervert. What is your deal? Exactly. And they banded together and they supported each other. And it was an all female sorority that was getting terrorized by a male. Yeah. And we had a boyfriend who was a total dick piece of shit. Yeah. Um, and the way he was handling his girlfriend wanting to get an abortion. I mean, all of that stuff yeah. screamed, you know, the men in this movie are the bad guys, and the yeah. females in this movie are, are heroes. Mm -hmm. And even though they didn't all make it, the way that they faced the confrontation and handled it and, like, empowered each other in the original Black Christmas did a thousand times as much good as anything in this fucking piece of shit. Absolutely. This thing set that whole voice back eons because it was so ridiculous all I know is there's one character in this movie that if they ever came out with another version of it and they would just kill off this one character I would go back and watch it That's just right. to see it her <laughs> name was Chris in the movie her actual name is Elise Shannon she's the only other person I wrote down she didn't do a bad job she she was just fine she annoyed the but her goddamn character annoyed the shit out of me mm. We spent the entire film looking at each other every time like, we please, thought she was please, about to please. die. We'd Aww. get so excited. So excited. I literally, it was like in the my most seat, crossed my fingers and sat there going, please, 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 now. And then when it did not happen, as Grace, I was pissed off and I was we cussing. I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> yeah. kill her now. I think it's the first thing we talked about. In yeah. the car, all of us yeah. as we like, were driving out of the parking lot was <laughs> how the fuck did Chris survive that film? How did that even happen? I love it when they do that. They don't do it very often, but there's been a few characters mm. yeah. out there where you have like, one. Poots can be the final how? girl. That's it. That's how? all you need. Mm -hmm. You don't need multiple final girls. That's fine. That's that's not a rule. Mm -hmm. Well, and the thing was, is the way her character was written was so over the top, so. I don't know how to describe it because I'm really not trying to poo-poo any message in this film because it's yeah. our talking shit about this movie is not talking shit about the message. No, it's at about all. The it's main, talking shit about the, how they the fucking, fucking they movie that was made. The yeah. made a film. Yeah. So it, her kind of feminist, which was that running around with a clipboard, screaming in people's faces, getting yeah. super pissed off if they wouldn't sign her cause, trying mm -hmm. to rally everyone else into her you know corner to fight the man and fight the power and all that. Whereas she is not the character that's been through. No. And I mean, and some would say that all women have, just yeah, because of the way the world's set up. Mm -hmm. But that's not what I'm getting at. Yeah. One of our characters has been traumatized yes. and was raped by a man and was not believed and all that. Exactly. She's the one that was like... And this girl comes along and just uses that to like empower her own agenda so she can feel like the superhero on campus. And I feel that when you put a character like that in the movie, that's the character you have to kill. To show that's not the mm -hmm. person that we're sympathizing with today. The person we're sympathizing with today is the quiet one who said her piece, it didn't get believed, mm -hmm. and she has found a way to get strong, to grow from it, to learn from it, to also empower her females, but not make a fucking show or spectacle mm -hmm. out of it. And so I was very upset. Well, and the thing that we fear in movies like this are that that person, that there's an actual real person attached to the end of this. Mm -hmm. There's the person that's making the phone calls. It's the person that's at, is at the end of the end of the phone when the police tell you tell you the call is coming from inside the house. You know, yeah. we're not afraid of goddamn fucking possession and and devils and exactly and shit like that. Not when you're in this kind of a movie. You want to give me a movie that scares me about possession? Go fucking see Hereditary. Mm -hmm. Not this. This was just a a lazy ass fucking yeah. 
knuckle mm-hmm. shot to to the to the balls on on what this represented. I did like there was one part. The one part I did <laughs> like about the movie was the little twist that they had with the um, uh, one of the girls that was her friend or whatever like that. They, they ended up kind of being like. You know, not what you thought or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And that kind of shot me for a second. I was like, oh, shit. You know? And I was like, okay. I was fine with that. I was like, cool. You there's, can spoil there's... it if you'd like. Okay. Yeah. It was, yeah. Well, yeah. you know. And I think, a it's, friend I think that, it's a duty we have I can't, to. Well, I can't remember. She either died and they thought she was dead or she, yeah. But yeah. Uh, she ended up bringing them to this whole fucking cult or whatever else. Of yeah. Frat guys and betrayed all of them and yeah i think they went to go try to help her because exactly thought she was in trouble yeah yeah but really well, she was dead yeah, yeah she yeah she was on their side and had mm-hmm. signed on to be treated well by males by exactly suckering yes. females which was like a, yes. a which honestly it was like their jab i think at all the females that are out there who mm-hmm. have a voice and it should be heard but they're the ones saying I do just fine, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about this, you know, patriarchal society, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm doing just fine. I make my own way. I don't buy into all that stuff. I'm not going to let some... There's a lot of people that say that. I think this was their jab at that, saying that person is just under the control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what this girl was. She was just under the control of these evil guys. It was also very interesting to me that this film makes zero apologies, and it cannot be argued that this isn't true, but it basically operates under the assumption that all men are either total pieces of shit mm-hmm. or are half an ounce of peer pressure away from being a piece of shit. Yeah. Like the way the one guy that winds up being good still gets suckered in and possessed into being bad. Like, all. But then, pulling that punch just a little bit, they're like, man, we mm-hmm. can't go there because that's mm-hmm. not really going to work. They go, well, it's not really the guy's fault either. They've all been possessed. And it's <laughs> yeah. it's a product of you know history and, and, and black magic and, and then they and make else. their and that's where it just got yeah. weird well and then they make their fucking grand last stand like they're in fucking return of the king and they're like here we go it's the final battle <laughs> gandalf came go. in on a yeah, horse exactly and, like, and all this shit and like oh uh, like, here's somebody who now knows how to shoot an arrow which never yes. did before and i'm like fuck you you can no well and i don't know I don't particularly ever look for a message in my horror. I've even said before, I don't <laughs> want messages in I don't my want horror. them in there either. But people rightly fight back against that viewpoint and say politics and messages like that, social injustices and things, have always been represented in horror. And that's true. I can't but argue that. It's there all the way back. It, no, yeah, but, but, it, but it's, it's done too much in your face. Well. But it's done well. Yeah. Look at us. What's some movies that we absolutely loved? How about, like, Get Out? How about, like, right. Us? What? Things that had a political or sociopolitical statement mm-hmm. that was huge. I mean, all the way back to so well. Romero, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, let's even take something more modern. The director of, of Joker. <clears throat> he was in an interview not too long ago saying, people don't go see movies that are a drama story or a human story anymore. We've been dominated by the decade of mm-hmm. Disney, you know, the, the, the power that is Disney, and comic book movies. That's what people are spending money to go see. Mm-hmm. You can't get a good drama or a good human story out there. And he said one of the things that he wanted to do was say, I want to tell a goddamn good drama story. I want to talk about a lot of different things in terms of the welfare um, uh, or the mental health the issues, mental health issues, and yeah. the nature of the welfare um, 
programs and things like that. How sure, am I going to yeah. do that? How am I going to get people interested in this? Well, I'm going to fucking use what people are watching. I'm going to use this superhero character mm-hmm. as a vehicle to tell a real goddamn story. And that's brilliant. And I would love to oh, see yeah. so many more things done like this. But the hor- the in the horror movies, modern ones like this, mm-hmm. they don't know the... the the nuances, the subtleties, the skills sure. of doing that. Yeah, making a drama that tugs at the heartstrings or makes you think or has deep subject matter is easier than making a horror movie that does any of those things because mm. that's the nature of that genre. That's not the nature of this genre. Right. This genre is to make you apprehensive, frightened, and then release and laugh. That's all it's made for. So when you do all these other things, you have to have a modicum of skill at doing it or you wind up with something that's still better than this, but something that's bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was reading, talking about Joker, I was reading a thing just, was that this morning? This morning or yesterday, I was reading a thing, somebody was saying, I hate this new Joker, it's so stupid, because it did what Rob Zombie did to Michael Myers, and it explained him away as just like, you know, somebody with mental health issues. Now, that's a speech I've made. That's why I hate the Rob Zombie Michael Myers movies because they just explained him away as someone with mental health issues and he didn't need that. But that being said, did anybody watch Heath Heath Ledger's version of the Joker and not think, here's a guy with some mental health issues? Yeah, he's unstable. Yeah. Really unstable. The only thing that wasn't important was to us at that time was how he got there. Yeah. We knew what he was. He was cracked. He was bonkers. Mm -hmm. He was not a mastermind villain. He was an insane villain. This movie just showed us how he got insane. You know? We didn't need that for Michael Myers because he wasn't obviously insane in the first thing. He was obviously nothing. There was nothing obvious about him. It was just, what the fuck is he? Right. And why is he doing this? And that was its magic. Yeah. And that goes back to some some things that are done in the 70s and 80s. And it's, you know, I don't know why. I really don't know why. But they don't give you, they don't hand feed you Mm -hmm. these reasons. Um, I can make better um, analogies with things like Star Wars. They briefly mention the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. You never hear about them again. Therefore, they become the most talked about, amazing, like urban legend thing ever. Totally. You see Boba Fett for like two minutes of screen time. He yeah. becomes the greatest bounty hunter yeah. ever. Because they don't fucking spoon feed That's why Michael Myers uh, became the greatest. Aaron slasher. does not yeah, think so. Yeah, exactly. He's a boss guy. A Bosque? Yeah. Yeah, Bosque is better. But we know less about Bosque than we did we about Bosque Fett, even. We know so nothing about Bosque, really. He's, he's my, my lizard of mystery. <laughs> <laughs> he is. I think Dengar, the fat guy in diapers, he's he's the everyman's mm-hmm. bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about Greedo. <laughs> Dengar. I like that in, uh, the Mandal- in The Mandalorian, there's more guys of his, whatever it is, culture or, yeah. or race or planet. I don't, I don't know what it is, but there's yeah. people with that same dress. And I was like, oh, this is cool. You, right? you will come to appreciate the IG-88 bounty hunters things more when you see this motherfucker do some stuff you're like holy shit it could do that right (laughs) oh yeah I was like wow yeah R2-D2 he's not (laughs) no he's not (laughs) so some of the uh, lengths this movie went to to just be so terrible they changed the name of the sorority house's cat in the original the cat's name is Claude so in this film it has to be any guesses anybody remember oh it was shit Claudette. Oh, yeah, Claudette. <laughs> oh, because, oh that's, that. because we oh. can't even have a male cat God in this fucking yeah, film. Yeah, well, exactly. In the allowed. new one, the names were like neutral gender. There was like 
in this Jess new one. Jess and Riley. Yeah, and Riley, Chris, and... Marty, and Jesse. Yeah. They specifically used all yeah. four names that wouldn't be male and or female. At uh, I mean, and that's the thing. It's so try hard. It's, it's yeah. It insists upon it. So it does. Nothing it does, it does is going to it come across as. It's not going to come across as heartfelt, shallow, pedantic, and like uh, with substance. It's going to come across as they ticked every box they could possibly think to tick. Yeah, I like and that. Thoughtful. There's no value in that. Yeah. Somebody said to me once here um, about eight months ago or so. I never really thought about. It. We were just talking. It was an old friend from um, my work days back when I was 20 years old, and she looked me up in the Facebook and we went out with coffee and whatever and we were just ch- ch- chatting about the differences of the world and so things like blacksmith. that. And, uh, <laughs> and we got talking about this kind of topic. Um, the, uh, you know, the women, uh, their empowerment and all this stuff. And she said to me, so it's not my necessarily my beliefs or words, although I think there's some truth that rings to them. And she says, back in the day, she faced the same shit that kids are facing now. Dudes were dicks, women were bitches, uh, and then there were goods and bads of all of that. But the gals still had to deal with the same kind of shit then. The problem is they dealt with it. Mm -hmm. They didn't accept it. They dealt with it. They got in your face. They told you to fuck off, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, so many women still have to deal with that shit, but now they're like, you can't behave that way to me, and I want somebody else to correct it for me. Yeah. Rather than taking care of it themselves and empowering themselves. And that's not to say that anybody should no. have to put up with anything Absolutely like this not. or any of these other social you know, injustices that are very real and very true. You should not have to. But this is reality. And it's a message. We live in a thing called there. reality. Yeah. And some people have to put up with some shit they shouldn't have to. Right. And we're coming away from, like you just said, having to do that on your own. And instead, just kill all the people that are <laughs> yeah just right that are doing it or not feeling that way it was also very interesting to me in that about this film is that the solution was kill everybody well they're not you know they're being oppressive or they're being rude or they're being you know misogynist or in some cases they're being assaultive and, mm. and violent yeah. but the solution was to literally kill everybody yeah not not like a couple bad people all the ones that the movie straight up says, well, they were brainwashed or, well, they were brought into this cult or, well, they had the magic juice, you know, put in their forehead or whatever it was that turned everyone into one of these yeah. like, well, guys. So, like, these, one of the coolest parts of the movie actually was one of the parts where they go to that talent show. The gal that was the victim mm-hmm. gets thrown into this talent show uh, because somebody else can't do it. Yeah. And she did this talent show and they did this song or whatever about the guy... Yeah, that was the head at the time of that fraternity that supposedly raped her or whatnot, mm-hmm. and she turned it on him and just like did that. I thought it was kind of cool. I was like, look at that, that's badass. Okay, you fucking you know took a moment that you didn't want to do, but you fucking sit up there, you did it, totally put it, out you put it right on that whole fucking bunch of guys, and especially him, and he's there, and you just fucking called him out on his shit and just mm-hmm. threw it in his face. Awesome. Good part. That's yeah, fine. It, it does what, what Lee was just like, referring yeah, to. It exactly. shows that she's yeah. not only dealing with it, but she has found a way to empower herself from it. And it took her, a, it, she didn't want to do it, but then once she got mm-hmm. up there and she finally you know, got the nerve up, she did it, and it was fine. You know? It kind of like, re- reminded me of the urban legend of, um, of that surrounds Phil Collins' um, song. The, the Something in the Air Tonight? Yeah. 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 Where supposedly he saw somebody perform something terrible and then invited him to his concert and then sung this song to him saying, you know, 
I saw what you did, and I wouldn't lend a hand to help you. And, what? You know, yeah. Oh, I haven't, oh, yeah. oh, I haven't yeah. heard that no. at all. I heard it was like he saw somebody that was going to like kill themselves, and he tried to talk him out. I, I don't know. Really? Probably a I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of... The thing is, it, sure. they could have done a better job. They did some really good parts to do that in the movie. There's a couple, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, that being one that, you know, could, could kind of show how you overcame something. Does something mm-hmm. But it just... They just tried too hard. Yeah. And they just force-fed yeah. a whole fucking movie where they had to take every, like you're saying, everything out yeah. and change the names and change, you know. Some, this is it's like you, it could have been much better if they would have just, oh sure, you know, would have gone over the top. If like, did. well, I remember after we <laughs> saw it in the theater, one of the things that we looked at each other because I didn't really know much about it. I didn't really even realize it was like this huge feminist thing. I had heard that a couple times, but I was like, well, that 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 should, could be fine because I mean, look at what Jordan Peele's doing. Look at these movies. Sure, I mean, yeah. let's check it out. I was still somewhat hopeful because we saw this fairly early on. Yeah. It was before it had been really lambasted. Yeah. And uh, when we left, I was like, dude, that is what happens when a guy makes a feminist movie. Because I just assumed that had to have been done by a guy. It was so terrible. <laughs> yeah. Was and it? And then I found out it wasn't mm. It was done by a, by a female and it was written by two ladies. I mean, mm. it was written by... Sophia Tikal. Um, she did Into the Darks. Uh, you guys know Into the Dark? It's the uh, Hulu original horror movies. They put out one a month, and it's been going. Oh, really? It's oh, like its second it. season. Some of them are really, really, really good. Well, there's a huge yeah. difference between your short miniseries and mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Well, no, these are full, full film. Long. These are full movies. Oh, are they? So it's a horror are movie. They? It's just part of a series. Yeah, they're hour and a half, oh, full oh. start and finish. But you have total creative control and stuff, kind of like mm. what they do with Masters of Horror, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then they just come out once a month on Hulu, and a lot of them have been uh, seasonally themed because they, they go through the holidays and things. Yeah. Uh, All That We Destroy is a really, really good one. So is one called I'm Just Fucking With You. I really liked that one. Anyways, oh, there's, there's okay. several that are really good. No, good to know. So Sweet. she wrote one of those, or uh-huh. directed one of those. Yeah. That's pretty much the only other thing she's ever done. Mm-hmm. And she co-wrote this. And, uh, well, I shouldn't say it's the only other thing she's ever done. She's done several things. I just never heard of any of them. Okay. So I'm not. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not familiar with it. That's what I should say. Uh, It was written by her and and an April Wolf. And April Wolf has only ever written one short film. Hmm. So I think a lot of this was just they aimed for the fences before they had the chops. Yeah. That might have something to do with it. Because you do, I've, and, I've, and I've championed this many times, um, you, you do want to see new new blood take chances and things mm-hmm. like that because you never know what you're going to get and you never know who it's going to inspire next. But unfortunately, sometimes it falls flat. Yeah. Um, this has been bugging me ever since I heard it. So, warning. Small side rail. Let's do it. Grace, when your phone went off, was that Patrick Swayze? She's like the wind. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. It was not. Okay, two things wrong with that. One, that's that damn ass fucking dirty dancing movie that I fucking hate. Right. Possibly know it well enough to be all like, oh, exactly. I think this is Patrick. No, it was this. It totally. God rest his soul. Which is Rings of Saturn. Inadequate. Is this the, the song, song you're supposed to? Okay. Oh, is okay. it? Oh. Well, I'm glad I brought it up then because this gives us back to the the topic. Is it? It sounds like it's gonna get heavy. Is it gonna get heavy? I think so. I don't know. I've never heard the song. I like it though. So, Rings of Saturn. What's the name of the group? That is the name of the group. Okay. The song is inadequate. Well, let's give this a rock for a second. 
There we go. Holy shit. <laughs> there you go. All right, here I rip it. Is he not Patrick Swayze? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not right now, no. If Patrick Swayze can do that, though. This damn. is the uh, Cradle of Filth version of She's Like the Wind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. All right, well, I was convinced wow. it was Patrick Swayze, She's okay, Like the well, Wind. There you have it. But, no, that is the, I looked up the song that's But it intrigues me that he... It. It's music to beers. I mean, that's. Yeah. I, was I know, right? That. I was I've like, never that's really known cool. That is that. the second it's coolest awesome. thing I've ever heard about pairing beers with other things. Yes, exactly. We're cooler. First cool was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are you going? That that's pretty awesome. I liked that thirty seconds of the song about twenty-eight times as much as I liked any twenty-eight seconds the, of this movie. Exactly, yeah. or any song in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. So the director. Oh, good call. Good call says that she worked extensively to make this vision of Black Christmas as feminist as she possibly could. So there's part of your problem. Uh, because, I mean, that's just... Make make sure. the message, but make it so that everyone will listen to it. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know what I mean? Don't... Yeah. It, there's such a thing as, like, doing your own cause some harm. So that's then she That's what straight said, to video is for. <laughs> See, now here comes... So when it comes to yeah. the horror movies, maybe this is just me, I think that the best horror movies message that is political that is um Mm -hmm. social awareness or whatever is when it's veiled and i'm just gonna quote i'm just gonna uh, babadook yeah exactly Mm -hmm. a perfect example of like here's a really good fucking scary flick Mm -hmm. and my god when you take just a second and you peel that layer away you've got something completely different and you are now just blown away with the powerfulness of that mental health statement it took a solid year or so after that film was released before you could even get the director of that or the writer of that movie to say yeah okay you know I took a lot of my own struggles with depression Mm -hmm. and anxiety and those things and put it into this film and and it is kind of a metaphor for those things I mean she wouldn't even say it up front, let alone hammer your teeth out with it. Well, and that's another example of somebody being relatively new to the... the yeah. And knocking it out of the park. Exactly. Because she didn't try too hard, or, or, or she tried really hard, but she didn't try so yeah. obviously. So here's where another thing, and, and we can discuss this, but do you think maybe this is where she went wrong? She also says, I wanted to make a movie where instead of feeling objectified or watched from a distance, the audience felt seen. So the problem I have with that is that not only did I feel seen, but I felt like she saw me, climbed out of the screen, and took a dump in my lap. But also, this isn't made for a horror movie audience. No. And I'm not saying everyone can't be a horror movie audience. But a horror movie audience has to be, and has been, because of the prolificity. It's not a word. I'm going to use it, because you know what I'm saying. Because of how prolific it is in horror movies to have misogynistic shit dickhole guys yes females being groped yeah nudity for no goddamn yeah. reason that is built in and ingrained in this genre since the invention of this genre exactly. if you go all the way back to creature from the black lagoon yeah times exactly sure, there were portrayals of women in unflattering exactly. lights portrayal of men being dastardly pieces of shit and they usually get what they get at and the it, end exactly. there's that's a resolution the thing. that's the, the thing the person yeah. that's being terrible dies yeah. you know that's the that's the fun of it that's all. Yeah. but what i am saying is is that to be a fan of horror, truly, and really embrace it and love it for all of its nuances and things, you've had to have a thick skin against all that bullshit for this whole time. And that's not to say that you should or you shouldn't or whatever. I'm not trying to fight that fight. I mean, if you don't like it, go watch a different genre, yeah, really. Exactly. But is the target audience that she had 
somebody that's so so thin-skinned and you know petrified and hidden in the darkness that all they needed was this movie to come along and help them to the light. Right. Snowflakes. Like, <laughs> so I think that's also where she went wrong. She literally says that the audience for this film was going to be nothing but females that have been done wrong or have not been believed or have been oppressed or have been, you know, whatever, which maybe that's all females. I don't know. I have never been one. But I don't think... We have think, a female on this panel. I don't think that's the audience. No, I think you if Laura is going to do <laughs> feminism, what is that movie that I love that she's a total badass? Um... Uh, you're next. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If horror is oh, gonna oh. do feminism, yeah, I want to see more shit like you're next. There Where you instead go. of the dumb bimbo who runs upstairs and is just a victim the whole time, she says, "Oh, fuck you, it's on," and decides to fight back. I would every day rather see something like that to kind of empower women in this genre than a pile of dog shit. Like well, it's this, like a where it's just constant. Just every stereotype and just kind of like, I feel like it desensitized horror. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, we don't want to offend anyone, so we want to. We're just gonna do this, so, and we're gonna talk about these causes, and we're yeah. gonna we're gonna be very delicate and weird. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, it's horror. Yes. You can do that in a lot of things, but horror is supposed to be gritty, and is supposed to be fucked up. And you know that going in when you're going to see a movie, especially. A movie that's a remake of something that was that gritty because it was from the 70s. Yeah. I would rather see a badass female taking control and just not having everything explained away and everything just like, Mm -hmm. here's a silver platter of all the causes we could think of. And we're going to give it to you very gently Mm -hmm. because you're a very sensitive audience. It's like, no, we're not. We're fucking horror fans. So, So one of my favorite... Short movies was from that uh, Master of Horror, that incident off and on a mountain road, where yeah the female in the movie the who is being one? attacked by this killer named Moonface mm-hmm. is after her, and then it goes to her backstory where she was verbally abused by this guy she met and physically abused or mentally abused, uh, mm-hmm. who was like a what'd you call him a you know anti uh, government guy or whatever at that, and he's yeah. teaching her how to be tough and he attacks her and does things to her and he's trying to teach her how to defend herself and when she doesn't want to do it he kind of just imposes this way on her but she gets done with him or whatnot i forget i it's been a while since i watched it but i I can't remember if he died like being mean to her or vice versa or something like that but uh i think no i think she finally had enough and left yeah so but at the same time when all this shit's going down and she's being attacked by this guy she starts having these flashbacks of her abusive relationship she had with her husband but also figuring out you know what i remember everything that i had to like deal with this guy with and she uses it all yeah. to survive and take control of the situation all the weird macho bullshit yeah, exactly. he had taught her she turned around but and she turned around she's like guess what to defend you know this what asshole. yeah i'm not weak i'm gonna use what i've you know i dealt with something really bad but i learned how to become better from it and I'm going to use it, and I'm going to survive. It's, yeah. I like it when they, when anyone that is a survivor who knows how to just, you know, when you're down, mm-hmm. but you have to figure it out on the spur of the moment, you know what, what am I going to do to do this? And that's in life in general. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. I love it when anyone is just like, you know what, I don't need anybody else. I'll fucking figure this out. Yeah. You know? And so, to your point, you know, that's what I prefer, too. 
You know? Well, and Grace said a second ago, also, she said something about, like, you know, they, they like, softened everything up and kind of mm-hmm. tamed everything down. This movie had gross kills. Super gore. Yeah, they all did. All sorts of stuff that they purposely took out of it to get the PG-13 rating. They mm-hmm. shot for that PG-13 rating. Now, when I think of that, I think of two things. I think, oh, that's a studio that really wants to sell more tickets to their film. PG-13 because is absolutely that... That but, nebulous area that yes. never works. But PG thirteen, the only time it's ever worked mm-hmm. is anything like supernatural style or like possessed style. Sure. It's not a PG thirteen is know. designed for dramas and comedies and things like that, so yeah. that a whole family knows mm-hmm. they can go to this and they're not going to see a bunch of boobs for no reason. Yeah, that's what it's designed for. But it's also used in the twelve year old genre for we want to make it more widely available to somebody. Mm-hmm. So you make something like. The Conjuring or Insidious. The- well, some I know some of them are PG thirteen, but like but, paranormal activity. But honestly, I think they become over. that just because they are. I don't <coughs> think they try for that. I no. think they just make the movie they want to make and go. Well, we don't really need heads ripped off because yeah. it's just a ghost movie. But when you have a movie that's a stalker movie meets a slasher flick, yeah. Fuck your PG thirteen. So you further alienated mm-hmm. the audience you were trying to deliver yeah. your message to. You were trying to get a bunch of horror fans to go, "Hey, this film has something powerful. I should listen to." But they can't get past the fact that your horror movie, just as a horror movie, sucks so bad. Yeah. Well, well somebody said, and I can't remember who I was reading this about a year ago, maybe, that the PG thirteen rating was the worst thing that could ever happen because what mm-hmm. it did is, is it took. Um, the potential of uh, of making a movie that could be good now made it terrible. Yeah, you gotta find that from like a sure. Rambo franchise, dude. Look at it now, dude. It's like he ups his fucking kills and gore. I I do love to these, just solidify his R rating size. Doesn't care if the story's yeah. been good or not. But it, the last Rambo we saw was more of a horror movie than this fucking movie was. Guaranteed. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I love the fact that you look at the '80s movies that have a PG rating, mm-hmm. which would be considered an R now. Like, exactly. You know, something like I, I don't know, Sixteen Candles. You know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Uh, or at least a piece. Well, I was watching solid, that uh, you know, but... the movies that made us, and I don't remember if it was Die Hard or if it was <gasps> Ghost. I can't believe you brought that up. It was for one of the films, and they were mm-hmm. saying how they submitted it, expecting to have to cut all sorts of stuff out of it to get a PG third rating, and they even like left some more like terrible things in just so that they would have those to cut out to go for the PG thirteen, no. and it came back as a PG thirteen, and they were like, oh, okay, okay, cool. I mean, uh, the yeah, things the is it Ghostbusters or over time. yeah. Just a little, uh, just a little okay. sidebar here mm-hmm. on the movies that made us. I just got done watching the one about Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Super cool. That's my next one. Really good yeah. series. Nowhere in that, and in fact, so much so the opposite. Mm-hmm. Does it ever call it a Christmas movie? They always refer it to it. It's as a an fucking action Christmas movie. movie. No. That's all I'm going to say. Well, there are many comedy Christmas movies. Yeah. There are many Christmas dramas. There are Christmas horrors. And this one is a Christmas action. It's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See? So there you go. Yes, you don't have to sweet. refer to it all the time. What are you yeah. trying to hammer that down our throats? Yeah. <laughs> Take your message and shove it, my friend. Bruce Willis himself says it's an action movie. <laughs> I consider Krampus a Christmas movie also. Yes, a Christmas horror movie. Of course movie. it is. Yes, exactly. Since they're but the sometimes, sometimes I just call it a horror, fo- a horror movie. Exactly. Because I watch it. I don't feel like I, I need watch to a horror call movie. it a Christmas horror movie. Yeah, don't Thank try to pigeonhole it. It's just assumed that it is. Hey, so here's a funny thing. Blumhouse didn't even 
put advanced screenings for critics out of this movie because they, they were afraid so of the bad. negative reaction yeah. before it came out. Why did they even back this movie? That's what shocked me. I this was is, a little oh, upset yeah. about that. Because they're usually gold. I have an idea as to why. Okay. Get out. Us. You've got a guy that comes along on his own and writes two of the most powerful and most awesome horror movies of the last several years that blow everyone away with not only how good of a horror movie they are, but also how awesome they are at, like Lee was saying earlier, very deftly sliding in a message that you can't help but miss, but you also don't feel like it was pushed on you. Never once have I used the word deftly, but continue. Are you sure out of all the words you've said <laughs> in your life? Paraphrase. Ah, oh, God, did he just mansplain me? Uh, you've been mansplained. Uh, so, uh... I think, honestly... Why are you messing with the Corgi's butt? Stop it. Oh, yeah. I think that the studio probably had these (laughs) ladies come to them and go, hey, we can make this movie and we can do a feminist version of Black Christmas. And they were like, A, Black Christmas equals money because people love that film and they know the franchise. Uh, Even though it shouldn't be a franchise. Uh, Secondly, they thought, ooh, you know, messages in horror film is real huge right now. Yeah. Let's F and do it. I think then they did it and they were like, oh, don't show that to anyone. Oh, no. That's because they're like, that's my thought. Guess what? Also, we made Happy Death Day and the female character was a badass in that movie. Yeah. She just fucking sucked it up and was like, guess what? I'm going to fucking solve my own fucking murder. Okay, apparently they ruined that with a sequel. Aaron um, said it wasn't that bad. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no, oh, he told me not oh, to watch so it. Bad. Oh, no, oh, really? Yeah, no, no. Oh. He told me don't watch uh-huh. it because it'll ruin the first one. Oh, really? Because it's I so bad. I loved the first one so much. Yeah. I was so on board. I drank all the Kool-Aid of the first one in all the ways. I was like, this is so funny, so good. It's, you know, original for, for being a copy of an idea, but it's original with what they did with it. I, oh, I loved it. Loved it. Then I watched the second one, and now I'm kind of like, ah, don't even know if I can watch the first one again. Hmm. Yeah. Like they, so we should do an episode entirely on the worst sequels ever. Pitfalls of sequels, oh. yeah, and the whole idea of that. So it, on yeah. that note, you know, maybe Blumhouse and maybe these idiots thought, oh, well, we can somehow do better than the 2006 version. Sure, I never got around to watching that. I heard it was total garbage. But now I kind of want to go watch it because it can't be worse than this one. Sure. Well, Blumhouse, they are one of those studios <laughs> that's... A good that's point. Blumhouse is like a king of the cash grab studio. I mean, they just are. Yeah. They're going to make really, really good horror films because they have the money to do it and they know they'll get some money back. They're also going to make total pieces of shit horror films because they know people are going to go see them anyways and they're going to get way more money than that piece of shit cost because there's nobody in it. They didn't get a yeah. good director to make it. So um, they're going to make... Poots is in it. They're going to make Poots. horror films that go all the way from a 1 out of 10 to a 10 out of 10. They just yeah. are. And we're like all going to go Halloween. see them because we don't know which one okay. it's going to be. The exactly. new Halloween yeah. was a great movie. Great yeah. movie. And it's a Blumhouse. Like, Blumhouse. I didn't realize it was a Blumhouse until we were sitting there and then I mm-hmm. saw Blumhouse. I was like, oh, the shit, this is going to be good. Yep. And then, oh my God, I was wrong. They've made a <laughs> ton of really good horror. <coughs> Okay. But no matter what Mr. Blumhouse says when he comes out there and talks to everybody, they're not doing it for a love of the genre. They're doing it because they're the new Lionsgate. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're the new, uh, what was it, Vidmark uh, for a while. Yeah, they're the, they're just well, the and do you think about the budget. So $5 million estimated to make this movie pulled okay. in about $19 million. Yeah, so it made a lot of yeah. money. So that's a fucking box office mm-hmm. success. And you know what it made that money off? People that were excited about the old one. Two words. Blumhouse. Yeah, Black Christmas. Yeah. It made all that money off uh-huh. being called Black Christmas, and that's why you would make the movie anyways, even if you were too embarrassed to show it to critics. 
Sure. All the horror darks are like, I'm going to go do that. <clears throat> At one point, you got to think, uh, but but my name is my virtue. Right? Hey. Yeah, yeah, they make enough money off the good ones. Yeah. Aaron and I sat through a day one time many years ago. We were going to watch the most garbage movies we could ever find. And we, we watched Battlefield Earth as one of them. I can't remember oh. that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we that watched way. that whole fucking movie. Oh. What we said was... we This said, would be on that list. We said, of, let's watch, let's watch the this. greatest sci-fi movie of all time, yep. the worst sci-fi movie of all, of all time, yep. and then something down the middle. That was yeah. our plan. So you knew that Battlefield that was Earth... We had heard. We'd never seen it, but we had heard. That was just our heard. Yeah. of Battlefield Earth because apparently I'm smart. Yeah. I, I did it on accident, but it was fine. They're like, you missed nothing. We almost watched Dracula 3000 because I know how bad that is, but it was actually better. And I've never seen it. Oh, wait. Have I? Dude's yeah. got Coolio in it, you. I haven't seen it. Dracula 3000. Was he on a Fantastic Voyage? Uh, no, he's on a uh, spaceship, which is called the... Uh, Space Cowboy. Oh, Day. I've seen that. I think it's called the Demeter. I was like, wait, is that the, the one where Coolio's in space? And they're like on their it. way to like the planet Carpathia. It's so and like bad. all this kind of shit. Oh, With yeah. Vigo? And then Is Vigo on it? Dracula comes He's out of a coffin. Of and I'm dead fucking serious. Oh, Have you not? You really haven't seen that? Dracula 3000? Dracula 3000. I was like, there I've can't seen Dracula 2000. I was like, I definitely have seen it because there can't be more than one movie with Coolio in space. Nope. Yes, there is. What? There's more? Yeah. Wasn't he in... Oh, that's not Coolio. I was thinking Ghost on Mars, but that wasn't Coolio. That's Ice Cube, dude. That's Ice Cube. Ice Cube. I don't fucking know. Ghost on Mars. Okay, well, there can't be that many Coolio. Ice Cube is a legend, first of all. I just haven't seen Ghost on Mars since I was like 15, so I don't know. Speaking of vampire movies, what was that one great, the greatest vampire (laughs) movie ever? There's alien vampires, and the vampire girl was naked the whole time, and she's a fucking (laughs) incredible body, and Mm. Patrick Stewart... Jean-Luc Picard was in it. <coughs> what? Yeah, what is the name of that one? Was that a porno? No. You oh, guys... Life Force. Life Force. Oh, yeah. Life, Life Force. Force. I've never yeah. seen it. Uh, uh, Toby Hooper. Yeah. 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 So my favorite part about this <laughs> episode so bad. is we keep finding a million other things to talk about. We're trying to talk about talking anything. about this goddamn it, movie. It, <laughs> it's hard to talk about this movie because it really is one of the worst things I've ever seen put it's to film. It's so but yeah. well, like Grace said earlier, I thought we were going to talk maybe ten minutes about this shit movie. So yeah. don't see it now. Let's talk about Margot Kidder and Olivia Hussey and all. I think Margot. I think Margo. that needs its own. Margot. That needs its own. I don't episode. even think it should be talked about with this garbage. Yeah, Black Christmas right. needs its own episode. Yep. Plus, we've done it on past Christmas episodes where we've yeah. talked about it. Uh, yeah. Anyways, don't go see original, this movie. Go, yeah, do not see this. Whatever you do, don't, don't even Redbox it. it. Don't even no. illegally download Just it. Don't Just make yourself mad. But no, if you let's see the not, original. The original's yeah, good. Yeah, if you haven't seen it the is. original. For that matter, and I would have never have said this three months ago, go watch the other remake if you really got to watch a remake. Yeah, exactly. Which I used to consider just atrocious and terrible, but now that I've seen this, I'm going to go watch that remake again and just revel in how not bad it is. I have an idea for a new types of movie, and that Some is to, to take good movies yeah. and continue to remake them in the idea to make it the most... Atrocitorical. Oh, atrocious? nice. Oh, that's good. <laughs> the most atrocious. atrocious. Uh, no, atrocitorical. Atrocitorical. Mo- of that. So when you make it and you make it terrible, Smiths. somebody else comes out and says, I'm going to make it more terrible than you're terrible. You know that? Wouldn't that be awesome? I feel like that's already happening. <laughs> well, I mean, and here's the difference between that movie and this movie, though. Hey, those don't bring my shark still, movies into this. Those they would still be bad. better because they have awareness oh. of how awful they are. Mm, you're this right. one had you're no idea. It's a trap. This yeah. one really it's like no Sharknado. Idea. It knows it's bad, but at least they know it's bad. 
Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It can't be done. Anyways, fuck, fuck this movie. Fuck this Shit movie happens hard. only when you don't try. And we are not bagging on the message, and I hope we've made that clear. No, no. no. We're not the bagging on that. The movie itself We're, is made like the shit. The delivery this is just a goddamn was real movie. bad. The vessel yeah. is horrible. Yeah. And whoever made, you know, even if it's just self-made, these ladies, the, the voice piece for that message, uh, stop that. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Yeah, stop it. Just stop it. It's been said better by by better. Oh, I thought you were yelling at one for the hiccups. I know, so do I. So was I at first. I was like, I don't know that I can. I'm saying these, the directors and writers of this, should just they should stop stop pushing this agenda because they they're not doing it any favors. I just won Juan's heart with Baby Yoda. Come on, how can you hate Baby Yoda? I know. First off, stop calling him Baby Yoda. He's the child. Until they give him something else, that's what he is. He has something else. It's the child. Capital T, capital C. TLC. I don't, don't realize Baby Yoda made me chase some waterfalls. I don't think the child works. I'm because, just saying he's not baby. But because Yoda. of the way, you wouldn't call a tadpole. What's the his child? name? Is going to grab him and go? I sure. have the child. Isn't he I like, have the he's, child. He's not like an infant though. He's still like how Look, old is he? When to I be? got my he's new like Boston Terrier, yeah. you know, I didn't think hey, until we name this Boston Terrier, we should name it Baby Piper from my other Boston Terrier. That's clearly not this one. Wait, you sure? Yeah, no. you did. No, no, you, didn't. you, you know it was that you were thinking it. There's no, no. I'm no. gonna go back no, to your you Facebook decided, messages. I'm gonna call this demon spawn because that's no. what this dog is. Well, that's where it's come to now. I'm gonna yeah. stalk your Facebook and I'm gonna prove that at some point you said, "Oh, look at our mini Piper." No, nope. There no. is nothing Piper about Lily. Mm-mm. No, not now, but at the time, she's 100 percent Lily monster. She's cute, but damn, that dog's a monster. Yeah. Speaking of uh, hey, monsters. Hey, but she didn't ruin this episode the way she is <laughs> working to ruin other episodes like exactly. that last short one we did, yeah. Yes, exactly. Or your yeah, stairs. Yeah, I'm not bleeding. I'm good. Oh, yeah, or my stairs, or all my vans, Shoes. or... Yeah. I mean, of, you don't know what yeah. she's doing upstairs right now, so who knows? None of us have yeah, new true. lip piercings yeah. or ribbons of flesh coming yeah. off our face, Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel kind of bad that my dogs like attack my guests now. Like I, <laughs> Anybody, anybody can go through <laughs> life wow. just... Oh. Coasting through the twilight of banality, but when you have something unique and different and exciting, even if it's bad, mm-hmm. fucking embrace it, man. Okay. Not, not that Lily's bad, but um, you know what I'm no, saying. No, she's not. Yep, she's bad. Hundred <laughs> percent. She's bad. Don't be bad. All right. Yeah. Watch Black Christmas. Drink we'll some the original. Some it's of the shutter. And drink some uh, torture beer. Yeah. Yeah. All Christmases matter. No, not all of them. Not this one. Except this, this one. Except this one. one. <laughs> this one does not. Yeah, this one can go right in the garbage pile of, oh. of forgotten history. Uh, yeah, don't watch it. All right, I, do? I am so over this episode. That yeah, well, you got to go back to work. Earphones are coming off. Oh, I know. Thanks. For <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, thanks for bearing with us through the holidays while it took us a while to get some uh, content out there. But, um, you know. It was glorious. Life We're back, happens. and maybe next time we'll talk about a movie we like. <laughs> how about we find a good one? Let's try. Yeah. How about we just don't watch this one, and we're going to like it mm-hmm. after sure. that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Peace. All right. See you, everybody. Adios. 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 Adios.